Connecting Coaches Cognition. Coaching with Courtney and Christensen. As a busy coach, you spend all day refueling, revamping, and reflecting with educators. Now is the time to stop and recharge your batteries with some much-needed coaching for the coach. Welcome back to another episode of C3. I'm Courtney Groskin, and I'm here with Violet Christensen. Violet, what's new in your world? Um, I don't know if it's new, but what's I'm on the verge of is I'm October kind of brings me some fresh light and air in my world. Just personally, we're past all of the birthday madness and we have a small break to just savor and enjoy before jumping into holiday season madness. And so I try each year to really think of October as my moment of pause, as we reference quite frequently and just let some of the work and school and coaching things roll off my back, even though it can be a busy season as well with conferences and just try to stop and find those conscious moments of reflection and meditation and self-care. And so um, it's something that clearly, if you've been listening for a long time, I have struggled with and been trying to evolve and grow in. And so um, I've just been finding new ways to be able to recharge my own batteries and um, be really mindful with my own daughters of the time and space that we invest in and find ways that we can build and grow together. So um, going into October, I think I referenced earlier that Lucy had planted um, a pumpkin patch inadvertently that I was unaware of. And I will tell you that her pumpkin patch is quite the patch now. It has taken over two of my side yards and she has full grown like jack-o'-lantern pumpkins. She has ghost pumpkins, yellow pumpkins. And so um, just being able to savor those moments of success that we started all the way back in April and May and seeing the growth um, over that time of having just a small moment of quiet and just seeing, reaping your rewards, if you will, of all of those investments. So it's just, it's kind of a fun time of year of slow down and speed up all at the same time. Right, Courtney? <laughs> yeah. Always. So always. Yes, it's it's just one of those those times and I just think the the cool air and the beautiful colors just bring me back to a good space. I had a remarkable photographer take our family photos the other day and just being able to see them frolic in the golden light and and play with the horses and the pigs at the particular place we were doing photos was just um a joyous moment and it, you know, it's one of those things getting ready for the holiday season coming and I don't know, just cherishing each moment that we get um, when we're able to step aside and have that pause. It reminds me there's a meme online that talks about the trees teaching us things this time of year because they're letting go because they are they go through this beautiful change of the leaves changing and then letting their leaves go. So that reminds me of some of the things you're working on right now. I love that. I love that. Tell me what's going on in your world, Courtney. What's going on over there? I think, you know, it's that busyness at the start of the year, and we're just starting to hit our stride. Um, Paul Bloomberg had tweeted about a study um, where it takes children six weeks to settle into a new school year to make that transition. And now I'm wondering, like, what is the timing for educators to make that transition? And I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same six weeks. And it just reminds me to go slow to go fast. Um, you know, I have a new building this year and just building in and building that trust and rapport and relationship. And now this week, we just hit our stride with PLC and it's, you know, one invitation for coaching after the other. And I've got all these great cycles now um, that are going to be up and running next week. So I'm really excited, but just reminding myself as a coach to take time to build those relationships and the coaching will come um, and people will be knocking on your door once they've built that level of trust with you. 
Absolutely. And what a good bucket filler for your own self of feeling like, okay, now I'm off and running. It's this, it's a synergetic moment for coaches at this time of year. It's beautiful to see. Yeah. People finally have that time and space, I think, to even wrap their head around coaching at this point in the year where August, it's rough to think about improving yourself professionally when you're just getting to know your students. Absolutely. Absolutely. And now it's time to look inward and be able to improve and, and continuously grow as an educator each day, right? Totally. Adam Geller is the founder of Athena and author of Evidence-Based Practice. He started his career in education as a science teacher in St. Louis, Missouri. Since 2011, Adam has overseen the evolution of Athena from a paper-based prototype into a research-informed and patented platform used by schools, districts, teacher training programs, and professional development providers. Adam has written on educational technology topics from various publications, including Education Week, Forbes, and EdSurge. And he has been an invited speaker about educational technology and teacher training for conferences at home and abroad. Welcome, Adam. Adam, we're so excited to have you here today. You are our second double guest, and we are excited to be able to showcase new happenings in your world and be able to share it with our listeners. So thank you for being here today, first and foremost. Absolutely. So happy to be back. Well, we love having you as part of the C3 family and always reconnecting again with some of our power players. And we just want to start with asking you about how does Athena's AI coaching technology work and how does it enhance the traditional instruction instructional coaching experience for our educators? Sure. So, you know, let me, I know folks are listening, so let me try and describe it as best I can. So, you know, you've got your, you're in front of your computer screen on the left-hand side is a video that's been recorded by the teacher. And on the right-hand side uh, is kind of a chat style conversation where the teacher is able to communicate with the virtual coach. So in the AI coach platform, teachers are working with the virtual coach her name is Edie, and uh, basically Edie acts as a guide on the side, so uh, really helping teachers observe themselves, which is kind of revolutionary to say, but really is the goal and the intention of, in my view, high-quality coaching, where you're not telling a teacher what to do, but you're asking them questions and opening the doors so that they can walk through them and find out things about themselves. And it's all done without bias, which I feel like even the best trained coaches, it's really hard for us not to have any bit of bias. And the AI coach is just completely without bias, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that you uh, mentioned that idea. You know, there's another thing that the AI coach never accidentally does. It never accidentally switches from facilitative to directive coaching. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, and certainly there are moments where the teachers are offered uh, help and pointers and guides. Uh, so, you know, teachers are not on their own in this process. But, you know, the experience is really about the teacher reflecting and uh, collecting evidence about their classroom, about learning, and then going through the, you know, very rigorous uh, effort to kind of think about that evidence, summarize it, uh, and then, you know, go through the whole process of setting out an action plan, uh, a way to kind of understand if changes happened, and then go implement something with students, and then come back again, right? So it's, it's just like the coaching conversation that either of you might have if you're visiting a classroom, but this is the 
This is the coaching that can happen in between those visits uh, from an instructional coach or a school leader, uh, you know, that every teacher, whether they're early career, mid-career or late career, can take part in and find ways to, you know, truly be empowered to kind of be in control of their own continuous professional learning. It's so fantastic. And I love that it can bring that trepidatiousness that we have sometimes as a barrier that you're able to interact with ED, but you're able to do that in your own time and space to feel a little bit more confident at watching your video and be able to try it on your own, possibly between those sessions with a face-to-face coach and be able to have that continuous learning cycle, not, not stop based on time or space or scheduling in Google, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, another advantage to uh, this style of learning for teachers is that they can start and stop the coaching conversation as is convenient for them. Now, I don't think that they should stop and come back two weeks later, but, you know, this really enables them to reflect for 20 minutes of their planning period and spend the rest of their plan doing something else. And then, you know, tomorrow they can pick it up for another 20 minutes, whatever is convenient for them. Yeah, teachers love that feature for sure. I've had a lot of people comment on that, that they like that they can just pause the AI coach and then come back to it when they have some more time. Can you share with us some real world examples of success stories where AI coaching through Athena has significantly impacted teacher development or student learning outcomes? Yeah, you know, um, I, so I'm thinking about, you know, which which story to share. And I, I feel like sometimes when people hear about the idea of this platform where teachers are learning to coach themselves, they immediately get into this mindset of, oh, this sounds really great for an early career teacher, right? They almost default to that way of thinking for some reason. Uh, So for me, I feel like the really powerful stories that have kind of, you know, caused me to stop in my tracks and and do a double take are, uh, well, there's there's one uh, teacher I've talked with directly. So, you know, this is Related directly, um, I actually called her up because I saw some survey information, and I was like, "What? Like, I'm not sure." Okay, I need to confirm this. So, uh, the teacher was at the time a 30 year veteran. So I call her up, and she's like, "Well, you know, thanks so much for setting aside the time, but uh, I I feel like I already shared the information on that survey. I thought it was pretty clear." Uh, I'm not a super fan of technology. I was skeptical of this process, um, you know, and I've been around the block a few times with all these new initiatives, so I didn't need anything whiz-bang. Uh, but I found it easy. I liked this process. I learned something about my students that was different from what I thought was going on in my classroom. And as a result, like, I liked it. Can I do it again? You know, um, and so that that I heard directly. I, another story, very similarly, uh, in another district, um, they had in their kind of tester group, uh, you know, some you know teachers of various skill levels, but uh, or experience levels. Um, but two of the teachers actually had come back from retirement, back to their same district because they were having challenges filling some classroom roles. So they agreed to come back again for another year and. Uh, you know, good on them. They're like putting their hands around something new to try it out. And what was so cool is that those teachers who were now retired and coming back actually relayed that they had this kind of aha moment watching themselves being guided to really analyze that video. Uh, and so what they shared was that they, again, found something in in that teaching episode of, that they had uploaded for analysis that they thought they'd already corrected in their practice. 
And, you know, I think that there's something so powerful about that because I think it highlights the true, in a way, goal of professional learning, right? Which is that, you know, we all would adopt a, a mindset of uh, acknowledging that we're working to continually increase effectiveness, right? It's not about having arrived somewhere. It's about constantly improving in some way, no matter if we're you know, where we, wherever we are in our, in our experience. So, you know, I think for me that those types of moments, uh, really shine a light on the power of a tool like this, where, you know, the teachers are in a way, given what they've been asking for all the time, right? Give me some support, give me some structure, but give me the leeway as a professional to drive my learning and then, you know, let me follow through with it, right? And so I think that's why we're hearing stories like this of, of teachers taking to the process, but then finding ways to make real changes in their classroom um, because it it's really helping them find those opportunities for change. And you're really giving people the structure to empower themselves. And I love hearing the vignette of these veteran teachers and not always swaying to our new age teachers and thinking that continuous improvement over time. I know every educator feels that way as you spoke to, but being able to have the black and white in front of you to see, I still struggle with not saying the word guys while I'm teaching because I come from the Midwest and I know, and I try every day not to, but being able to see and count how many times was that said or whatever the small nuances that we don't always real about realize about ourselves and being able to really see those black and white and attune our human uniqueness in order to try to be better for our kids every day. Right. You know, I mean, I think it's really about creating a, uh, a place of safety for those teachers. And so, you know, I mean, that's always a challenge when you're talking about professional learning contexts and coaching conversations. Um, and one of the benefits of this structure for the teachers is that the kind of rules of the road and the conversation are are very clear. You know, this is a private space that's protected and you can have this conversation that's very reflective in nature and um, you have full control over what's getting, you know, written down and documented over time and you get to choose how you share this information out and how you, you know, take this information either in whole or in part to a PLC meeting or another coaching session or whatever it might be. Um, I think that that kind of the the where the lines are in in this in this situation for teachers is what I think sets the kind of ground rules for you know feeling feeling safe to to kind of acknowledge like yeah I'm human I have opportunities to be better absolutely and coming from the AI perspective as opposed to you might really honor that master coach who's coaching you and get nervous about that feedback. But whereas when it's coming through the AI platform, it's clear as kind and it's, it's black and white and we may take it less personally that way as well. Yeah. I mean, certainly, uh, you know, the, the AI coaches that cur currently operates, uh, you know, it's not telling the teachers anything uh, to, you know, necessarily, right. It's asking probing questions and we're offering specific, you know, guide, guiding look fors or whatever it might be. But I think to your point, there is something about the kind of the reality that the, on the other end, this is a computer program, right? So to your point, it's not judging me. It's not uh, secretly thinking something about me, but saying something <laughs> different or, uh, 
you know, best friends with the school leader and, you know, going to happy hours on a Friday after we leave and maybe they're saying something about me. I don't know. You know, it, it's not to say that those things are happening. I think that just the, the idea of, and it's weird to say a relationship, but being in a relationship with this computerized virtual coach, um, it is, it is different, right? It is a different uh, kind of positioning for the teacher and a different control that they can have on the relationship. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, again, it's about feeling safe to, uh, uh, you know, kind of acknowledge that there's opportunity for growth. And, um, you know, we hope that we've created that, that opportunity for safety for more teachers uh, to engage in this type of highly reflective and high impact professional learning. Absolutely. And I love hearing all of the successes and I love hearing the nuances of the programming and how it how it empowers our educators. Can you also share with us what are some of the challenges that educators or even schools or school systems might face with implementing this Athena AI coaching? And how does Athena go ahead and address some of those challenges? Yeah, so I think the challenges are maybe in the bigger picture set of questions around you know, how leaders are asking, well, you know, what does it mean for us to have AI powered tools in our schools? What does it mean for them to be in our classrooms? What does it mean for teachers to be using these? What does it mean for students to be learning the, using these? Uh, how are these tools moderated? How is our data, you know, there's just a long list of, of very important questions uh, that need to be asked about this type of technology. So I think that that broader context is driving some of the kind of uh, maybe uncertainty or hesitation that we experience when we're talking about the AI coach platform. Um, you know, the AI coach platform is a good example of a tool set that's designed with privacy in mind. And, you know, you're very clear what the boundaries are, you know, no, no one needs to worry that you're going to start talking about coaching and end up talking about carrot cake, right? Like this is a, a highly structured conversational protocol that mirrors a coaching process, right? Um, so, you know, I think explaining that difference to folks, uh, explaining how how we've been thoughtful over time, um, explaining how we use, in some ways, different technology than some of the things you might be reading about in the newspapers. Um, you know, uh, the AI Coach platform was announced in February 2022. And uh, a lot of the tools that we're often talking about right now, uh, when we say AI things, uh, those are often uh, large language model tools, generative AI tools. So things like ChatGPT and Claude and Bing, you know, there's a, there's a whole host of them as well as other tools specific for education. Um, so I think, you know, just kind of having that conversation and acknowledging that it's the right uh, feeling to be feeling hesitant and asking questions. Um, and, but also needing to kind of let people push through. Um, you know, I was in a, um, scenario recently where we had an opportunity for, uh, district leaders from a, a several different districts. It was at a, at a conference to try it out at the AI coach platform. And, you know, they had seen some images and they saw a little demo, but it wasn't until they really went in and they, they signed up 
and they got into it that it kind of clicked like, oh, I see. It's asking me questions. It's not telling me what to do. Oh, I see how this could be useful for teachers. It's going to guide them to be reflective. It's not going to try and tell them what to do, right? So, you know, that kind of experience is really important right now because the AI coach platform is the only, you know, it's the only thing of its kind. So there aren't, there aren't many things to compare it to. So having those experiences is very important right now, I think. Thank you for sharing that. Cause it's just nice to be able to think about it wholeheartedly and thinking about the nuances within it. And I think until you live it, you can't truly understand it. Yeah. Get in there and play around. It's not mm-hmm. going to hurt anything. <laughs> So I've had the chance to see firsthand how Athena AI coach has significantly impacted teachers and their professional development. Um, in terms of personalized professional development, how does the AI coaching adapt to the unique needs of teaching styles or of different educators using it? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the really cool things about the way that the experience is built for teachers is that um, they are genuinely driving uh, what type of information is going to show up uh, inside the platform. Um, so it's not like they need to go in and configure anything. They do this through the conversation with the with the virtual coach. So, you know, the coaching conversation starts with, you know, hey, what are you interested in observing about yourself right now? And based on how I answer, that's going to guide the types of things I'm seeing next inside the platform. But, uh, you know, if I'm observing my video and I started out making observations about, you know, checks for understanding and use of academic language, but then I'm realizing that, oh, wow, like uh, classroom routines and procedures, like, you know, there's something really strong here in this video. I really want to like, you know, add more comments related to that. You know, they can adjust on the fly and uh, the platform and the virtual coach is going to kind of move along with them. So I think it's moments like that that really um, help teachers feel like the experience is personalized to their particular learning needs right now. Um, you know, and then they're based on what types of goals they're trying to set. There are curated resources as well uh, that support them to go and learn more uh, about any particular skill area. So, you know, in the case of like checks for understanding, they may have, uh, the, not they may, they will, <laughs> they will have access to uh, those curated resources, which, you know, there are links that they can see on the internet, um, you know, other articles and whatnot, but they're all, uh, you know, eight eight ideas for checks for understanding, right? There's no silver bullet answers in this experience for teachers. This is really about, um, you know, getting them to those moments where they can um, choose for themselves what's right for them as the the leader of their classroom, as well as for their students, those learners in their classroom. We always talk about the importance of meeting teachers where they are. And this is the best example of that. Like whatever's on their mind, wherever they want to start, that's where the coaching begins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. You know, one other thing I'll add um, based on that that is reminding me is that there are moments in the platform, let's even just take those resources, for example. Um, we don't presume that a teacher needs to see resources, right? Because what if you're the teacher who uh, was just examining the impact of implementing some new strategy from your curriculum and you analyze that and you realize like, oh, I need to do it again. Well, when it comes time to saying, do you know what you ha- want to try? Uh, the next step it could be for some teachers, yes, I know what I want to do. So, okay, great. Like you don't need to see any ideas or resources, like straight on to the goal setting, uh, pro- uh, sorry, the the planning process for, you know, 
the action planning process. So, you know, I, I think, like you said, meeting teachers where they are, and that comes in a lot of different flavors uh, throughout this experience for them. Yeah, it's just so personalized. It's mind blowing. And I feel like be, the personalization is unbelievably huge, but also, as we touched upon earlier, like being able to meet them where they are, if they want to be doing some of this coaching at 11 o'clock after their kids go to sleep, or if they're the early morning bird at 3 a.m. and that's they, they can't stop thinking about their lesson and they want to hop on that they can do that. Whereas Courtney may not be available to coach at 3 a.m. or 11 p.m. And so being able to have that mixture of in-person coach and AI coach in order to support their needs throughout the school year is so powerful. Yeah, it's really coaching happening anytime, anyplace. <laughs> So we'll ask you to pull out your crystal ball here. What do you see as the future of AI coaching in education? And how do you envision Athena's role evolving in this landscape? Yeah, well, I think I will answer that through the the mindset that I had and back in 2021 before we again, before we had announced this, we're already well underway for developing the platform we now call AI Coach. And we had to decide on a name. Again, the world's a very different place now, post ChatGPT, et cetera. But, you know, we really decided to call this AI coach to represent, you know, in a way like what's coming next for the next decade, right? This is a completely different way of thinking about interacting with a computer as a user, as a teacher. Um, It's a completely different kind of user experience for, you know, I, I used the word earlier to have this relationship with, with the computer. Um, and, uh, not, not necessarily because it is a persona, but because it's so different, uh, to kind of be in this kind of conversational interaction, uh, compared to what we've all been so used to, like when we open up our emails and it's a lot of click, 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 and knowing how to configure the labels and the tabs correctly. Right. So, you know, as we look ahead, you know, we are um, clear of some of the technologies that are, are coming for in, in the space of professional learning. You know, as um, automated transcription gets better and better, and as that technology continues to advance, and those advancements are, are accelerating a lot in the past six to eight months, actually, you know, it's suddenly going to be possible to have uh, reliable transcripts of everyday record from the everyday recordings that you make in your classroom. And once you have those high quality transcripts, uh, we have already, you know, kind of had conversations with some of the researchers who are doing some really just amazing, powerful, cutting edge stuff, all oriented around teachers uh, and helping them improve their practice. Um, You know, there's one uh, group where one of the people on the team is a, a highly respected math instruction expert. Uh, and two of the other members of the team are natural language processing and, and computer science focused, learning science focused experts. And so they're actually starting to get to the place with a high quality transcript that they can do an analysis of what's happening in their case of, of a math lesson. You know, wow, I'm basically... I'm not even looking in the crystal ball here. I'm I'm guaranteeing you <laughs> down down the road a little bit is the ability to provide customized subject specific pedagogically sound kind of uh questioning related to the exact things that are happening in that classroom. 
So that's coming. I think what I spend a lot of time thinking about, though, is how do you build the experiences for teachers to uh, access that type of tool? You know, I can tell you, for me, uh, the idea that a teacher might almost like a the feeling of like a, a vending machine where you stick in the quarter and you get out the soda can, right? The idea that you might show up to the computer and it would just print out a report at you feels so opposite of how I imagine uh, and how I believe based on my experience, teachers want to learn using technology. And so what really excites me when you think about AI coach is this, this kind of product or surface area on which to build all kinds of new experiences for teachers, this computer assisted feedback, but in that kind of relationship, because instead of the teacher showing up and just getting a report spit out out to them, imagine if you were a teacher, you were working with the AI coach platform and you are teaching, you know, a math lesson or whatever it might be. And, if, and you happen to be working on questioning techniques. And if then the virtual coach, after you've already done your own analysis, were to say, Hey, so I can do an analysis of your audio transcript. Is that something you're interested in? And what I think is so magical about imagining that is it still allows the teacher to say no. And so for me, as I think about what comes ahead, is that kind of tension between, sure, we can do a lot of fancy magical things, but doing them in a way that respects teachers as professionals and as adults and as learners and gives them a lot of agency throughout this process and this experience so that they remain committed to the idea uh, that this is for their professional learning and not for any other purpose. Um, so that that's what, that's what I think a lot about. <laughs> it's an exciting time. I mean, already the wheels are turning in my head of how we can use this in conjunction with coaching with an AI coach. Um, the possibilities are just really endless. It's an exciting time to be in education. Yeah. And let me, let me add, I mean, I think it's implicit here in our conversation, but um, you know, let me, let me say very clearly, I think both of, you know, I'm not, I'm in the business of saying, put a coach in the back of every classroom, <laughs> right? But also that we don't have enough coaches. So um, I think you're exactly right, Courtney, to be saying, you know, this is the, a tool that amplifies those folks that are in the role of coach, right? It, it is what can happen in between. Um, it's not competing with a coach. It is helping whatever your coaching process looks like today, whether that's with somebody of the title of coach or whether that's just with a department leader or a school leader, whatever it looks like, this is just really about adding the support for that teacher to learn, as you guys have said, on their own in a highly structured research and evidence-based way, um, but all the flexibility and, and all that kind of um, you know, self-guided parts of the process that we've, that we've been talking about. Adam, thank you for tying that up with a bow because I love you making that explicit note that we can't replace that human uniqueness of a well-trained coach and and being able to have that rapport and relationship. But it's almost like you have the, your landmark coaching moments, but if you could use your AI in between in order to help accelerate that progress, then we're all in a better state and we're all being more reflective and being able to move forward faster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Will you give us just a little bit more because we always ask for a little bit more in our rapid fire here and we've already gotten to share your tagline and so on before. So we're going to jump into a little bit different questions today. Can you tell us 
what is the best coaching conversation question that either Edie has used that you've seen have a huge impact or that you have used or that you have picked up from a coach lately? Hmm. Well, um, well, Edie does use a, a, a question in this vein. I think, you know, one of the most powerful questions to ask, uh, you know, you ask question number one, and then you get some part of an answer from, from someone that's in conversation. And then you follow up with, oh, tell me why you, why you said that. Right. Um, or in the case of Edie, you know, she actually says, well, tell me why that's important to you. Why is that important to your students? Uh, but the, 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 taking the moment to ask why, um, even, you know, with whatever coaching protocol you're using, just digs that extra layer deeper, right? And, and, and invites the teachers to share that next level of thing that they probably already, already thought about, but maybe hadn't vocalized yet. Um, and, and, you know, I think that's just a, it's, it's a question often left on the table, so to say. Sometimes it's that takeaway question, right? We've had guests recently say the five whys, well, why? And then another layer of why and another layer of why in order to really peel back and make sure that we're getting at the core of the purpose of where we're, where we're at, right? Tell us what is the coaching move that you love that you have not seen a showcase before? Is there a move that you can share that we can put in our coaching back pocket besides obviously signing up for Athena AI and being able to do that? Or is there a facet to the AI that you, we have not been able to showcase so far in the episode? Well, you know, I think we've covered a lot about the platform and the experience, but nothing is, is as good as seeing it hands-on. And I know that. So why don't one thing we leave everybody with is a link a uh, URL uh, for them to try it out. So anybody listening to this, head to tryaicoach.com slash C3 podcast, and that will get you access to try it out. And uh, yeah, you know, I hope that uh, you have the same reactions that we've been hearing about today and that it really sparks some conversations uh, for you in your school and district. You are so generous to share with us, Adam. I appreciate that. I'm excited to share it with some of my educators immediately that they can jump in and just be able to, to feel and live the experience because I truly don't think you can understand it until you're, you're experiencing those great questions coming at you and being able to have your reflected processes pushed forward. So we really appreciate your generosity of sharing with us. Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're here for more teachers to be using this. So no, nothing makes me more happy. Thank you so much. Athena AI Coach is a professional development opportunity that's personalized and transcends space and time. How might AI Coach fit into your coaching model? How might you use your new trial? Be sure to share your experience with AI Coach with us on Twitter or Instagram at C3Coaches. Thanks for listening. C3, connecting coaches, cognition. Whose thinking will you mediate today?